Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Movies with G-Rose. You're still watching? You're still tuning in? I, I, I mean, I'm a little shocked. I mean, if I was you, I don't... Okay, Tyler, don't trash your own show. That's not a good view. Okay, well, I'm actually recording this after the fact. Uh, today, we're going to have Scotty on, my friend, and we've already recorded it. I think it turned out pretty well. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man, the entire saga, all of the films, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, the whole shebang. Um, if you're listening to this on Spotify or or Apple Music, it's available everywhere. It's available on podcast apps. It's available on Google Podcasts. It's available on YouTube in video format. If you're confused as to where to find all these things, go to anchor.fm slash with G-R-O-S-E. That's going to give you the links to every platform it's available on. It usually hits Spotify and YouTube first and trickles down throughout the next couple days. So, you know, maybe if you want to see the video element, I try to uh, pull up some, you know, I have, a, I have a camera on me. I try to pull up some different uh, visual aids on the internet, kind of what I've reviewed things, whatever. You get the gist. Um, in just a few short moments, I'm going to be getting Scotty on the line. He's a great friend of mine. Again, thank you so much for watching. And hey, this is going to be a long episode. It's like an hour 40 at least. So you don't have to listen to the whole thing at once, but if you listen to a little bit, maybe come back in a day or so. YouTube, Spotify, it's going to save your position come back. I see the retention rates. I know that you guys are leaving after like 20%. Watch the whole thing. It's all gold. It gets better as it goes. I'm drinking a beer, so I'm going to get a little bit. I'm, look at me. I'm talkative. I'm loose. Whatever. You get the idea. Thank you so much for watching, listening, whatever. Uh, this was a great episode. I love Spider-Man. I hope you do too. Uh, don't get too upset if I trash one of the movies that you really enjoy. Have a good one. I'm going to go get Scotty on the call. Okay. One second. All right, so I've got my buddy Scott here. Um, we've been friends for a while now, and we're both really into movies. Um, Scotty actually works at a movie theater himself. Um, I, I like to ask all of my guests when they first get on, um, what what was the the year or the age or whatever when you first kind of started watching movies in a more active way and kind of rating them and judging them, and what's like your most favorite movie you've seen recently? Uh, hold on a sec. All right. So um, I would say that I started getting into movies seriously, like probably uh, probably around like last year, maybe two years ago. Um, you actually gave me the idea when you started showing me like your letterbox and you let me um, kind of like play around with it a little bit. Um, I still don't really rate movies like that seriously. Like I don't really try to analyze them. I, it's usually for me if it's if it's good and I like it, then you know obviously it's good. And then otherwise, if it's bad, then it's bad. But usually, usually I like the movies that I go see. Um, the last movie that I saw, I think was fuck. I'm trying to remember. Um, it might have honestly been Doctor sleep which was the sequel to the shining which i actually really enjoyed that one uh yeah that's uh that was the last movie i watched and then yeah i do work at the movie theater too so free movies gang for life <laughs> okay um 
For sure. So I actually haven't seen Doctor Sleep, but I'm reading The Shining right now, and I I plan to read Doctor Sleep as well. So maybe I'll maybe I'll see the movie. I heard it was decent. Okay. So, I yeah, it was really well done. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, today, as you know, um, we're talking about Spider Man. Uh, Spider Man. All of, <laughs> all of this is kind of a a vehicle uh, for you to talk about Spider Verse near the end of this podcast because you really want to talk about it. Yeah. I figured we might as well talk about Spider Man in general because he's like, I mean, Spider Man's like my favorite superhero. I've got Spider Man stuff everywhere in my room. So, I would, I would say that he's probably like the fan favorite amongst like everyone worldwide. Like Spider Man is like probably the most popular superhero. He's pretty far up there. I mean, Spider Man was probably the most popular for a while, and there's a reason for that that I'll get into. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. I, Iron Man gave yeah. him some pretty good competition, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, a little background: um, Spider Man. Spider-Man first came out in 1962. That's when the first comic came out. And the creator was actually Stan Lee. Um, Stan Lee has done a lot of Marvel stuff. Right. Uh, You know, he's credited as being like the father of Marvel. And for a lot of stuff, he actually hasn't... Like, he's not the top creator for all of the Marvel things. But in the case of Spider-Man, he really was, you know, one of the chief creators of Spider-Man. And he said Mm -hmm. that... Um, he got the idea for Spider-Man because there was a huge teenager demand for comic books. And so he wanted to create a character with which teenagers could identify with. And that's kind of how Spider-Man came to be. Which makes sense why he's kind of like a fan wow. favorite. And then 100%. to jump into the movies. So we were actually talking about like we were trying to think of because here's the thing. Superhero movies and shows have been out for a super long time like 70s and 80s but for the longest time they weren't taken seriously they were very silly they weren't trying to be a real movie they were just trying to be like capitalizing on wacky funny superheroes bing bang you know what i mean like like really adam silly. west's batman yeah dude. exactly like, like really like cheesy silly pajamas stuff. as the cost right doom or whatever so I, I i made a little timeline the so the first so, okay, the Superman movies, the original Superman movies, started in 1978 and went until 1987. And those were pretty cheesy, but they were, like, trying to be a little serious with it. Like, they were starting mm-hmm. to make a little bit of a real movie, but still pretty cheesy. Then, the original Batman movies were from 1989 until 1997. And those were super cheesy with, like, Jack Nicholson and the ice skating with dr freeze and like the the, <laughs> the, the bat suit with the nipples i mean super super cheesy yep. stuff but again starting to be a little bit more serious and adult but a little all over the place then in the year 2000 was when we got like the first real superhero movie and that was x-men the original x-men movie came out in 2000 and i'd say that Jeez. was I'd say that was like the first time they tried to make like a real movie that was had superheroes. And then two years later, that's when the first Spider-Man movie came out. And that kind Spider-Man. of that kicked off mo- most of the Marvel universe. I mean, sure, X-Men is Marvel, but most people don't even know that. So 
Spider-Man was, yeah, the first Spider-Man came out in 2002. You had never seen the Tobey Maguire movies until we watched them, right? Well, I saw them, but it was, like, literally, like, when they came out, which is probably when I was, like, seven or eight. So, obviously, with drinking and smoking and shit, you don't remember that. So, um, but, yeah, it was good to just watch them and get refreshed a little bit because they're actually good movies like i forgot how how pretty damn good they were for for the time anyway like for coming out in the early 2000s like the cgi is pretty clean and the story is actually really good and really like not like insanely believable but but like it's definitely more believable than like the other superhero movies that came out early yeah i I totally get that i would definitely say that they were better than I remembered them being as well. It specifically the first one is a lot better than I remembered it being because yeah, know, everyone yeah. talks about everyone talks about how much they love the second one and people kind of like they talk about how much they love the third one in like an ironic way. But no, I feel mm. people don't really talk about the first one. I think the first one is better than the second. Personally, I liked it more. I, I don't know I don't know how you feel. Which one did you did do you feel like you liked the most? Um I would say that uh probably the third one is I'd say is the weakest out of the three for sure. Really? Because like by the yeah, I mean by the third one, uh, there's like three villains in the third one that they're just trying to follow like comp- like all three of the stories, and I feel like that's kind of difficult and the actual plot of the movie gets lost a little bit. But I mean, it's good action scenes. But anyway, um, yeah, honestly, I would agree with you that the first one is probably the the strongest one out of the three for sure. Yeah, I the the first one was surprisingly good, and I you know I remembered a lot of the beginning of that movie from my childhood. I don't know if it's just because like stupid kids will throw on a movie and watch it for like twenty minutes and then like kind of forget about the rest of it, but. I I forgot kind of that like the beginning of that movie he gets bitten by that spider in the very first scene like they immediately kick him yeah out. literally like the first five minutes in the movie he's already bit by the spider right and, it's and, like, yeah, and, it's and then it's like going the, down already exactly like like they get right into him playing with his powers having fun with it and that's a really smart idea because um, these movies here's the thing. The, the best part of most superhero movies is the part where they learn how to use their powers. And, yeah. And this, I mean, they didn't really have a lot of superhero movies to go off of. They had X-Men, but even X-Men is kind of a film where, like, everyone already has their powers for the most part. And all the movies before that don't really explore, like, a young guy learning how to use their abilities. So this was kind of the first time that they did that, and they nailed it. I mean, right off the bat, he's he's climbing up the wall. He's, he's doing the funny little – he's trying to figure out what hand movement to use to get the webs out. I mean, there's a lot of really funny moments in this. But uh, everyone looks like they're in their, you know, everyone looks 25 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, playing, high, playing what, like freshman high in high school or whatever the fuck? I think they're supposed to be maybe juniors or seniors in high school. The timeline in these movies okay. is not concrete at all. Like, you can tell it's it's really ambiguous. Like, the first movie, they're in high school, yeah. but you don't really know how, where in high school. The second movie, yeah. he's in college, but you don't know... They never tell you when in college he is. He could be a freshman. Yeah. He could be a junior, senior. You never know. And then what? In the third movie, he graduates college, right? 
Um, no, I don't remember. I haven't seen the third in a while. Did he graduate? I, or well, no? I just I just watched the third one today, so it's like fresh in my mind. But it, there's nothing about there's nothing about him graduating from college or anything. You just get like get the sense that he's out of college and he's just trying to be a photographer for the Daily Bugle and photograph Spider Man like for a so job or whatever. So he's never in college in the third one, and they never show him. Graduating. Yeah, as far as far as I can remember, yeah. Okay, I mean it, that's what I'm. It's so weird. Like the timelines all over the place. Like okay, so the first movie I really enjoyed. I think the villain's pretty solid. I think the comedy is pretty solid as well. But it it made me realize that the reason that the second one doesn't do it for me quite as much is because, uh, it, it takes itself really really seriously. Like it's pretty much a drama through and through with a couple funny moments. You're, like, ta- you're talking about the second one. The second one, yeah. I mean, all of them are pretty dramatic, to be honest. They all kind of take themselves seriously. But I feel like the second one especially has a lot of, like... It's not it's not full of funny moments. I feel like the first and the third are funnier. That's true. Uh, that's just the feeling that I got. I, the action sequences are all decent. But again, the age thing is so weird. Like, in the second movie, he stops that train. And the guy... The, the, <laughs> the, the meme train. Yeah, dude, he stops the train, right? And he's and the the train the members of the train are carrying Ron or whatever and they set him down and that guy looks at him he's like he's just a kid he's no older than my son and it's like dude that's a thirty year old man yeah, yeah he needs like a beard though to really he needs a beard to like really sell it though he can't like, just fucking like it feels like these movies are what we would get if Tobey Maguire fast forwarded like like if we got like four or five more Toby or, or, I'm sorry four or five Tom Holland films you know like when he got older like I could see these movies being a lot like those a little bit more serious a little less funny but still very much Spider-Man but in these movies like they're trying to be like he's a high schooler in the first one and doesn't re- he doesn't seem like he's in high school the second one he's supposed to be like younger than me but he's clearly mm-hmm. 26 you know what I mean <laughs> at least dude at least 26 and I think the age thing is really important because like the movies are supposed to I, I think they still appealed to teenagers and in the early 2000s they did this all the time where teenagers were played by people in their 20s like constantly so it was it was easier to overlook but now going back it's so clear that they're older especially now that we have like tom holland who looks young mm-hmm. it's so clear that he's older and i feel like it throws the morality off of everything like it makes things feel a lot different when you're not quite sure like how old he's supposed to be like it's a different movie like, you know that it feels like it's maybe like less like a less relatable character in some senses yeah no, like percent because, like, Spider-Man's supposed to be, like, I think a lot of people are a fan of his because, like, they, like, resonate, like, with his story a lot. And when it's, like, you don't know what age group he's supposed to be in, it's, like, that kind of might, like, throw them off a little bit and yeah. make them, like, think it's, like, oh, well, shit. Like, um, I don't, like, how am I supposed to relate to this if he's, if he's, like, 20 years older than I am at the time at the of the movie, you know? like Yeah. And, and I definitely think that maybe, Maybe that's why I like the first one even more, because at least he's in high school, so you can kind of be like, oh, he's a high schooler. In the second and third one, like, you know, he's in college in the second one, but there's, like, a couple scenes of it, you know? It's not very clear. And the third one, it's like, you have no idea, like... It's just so yeah, unclear. Yeah, absolutely no clue. Yeah, it's so unclear. And it's not the end of the world, but it's definitely like looking back on it, his, you know, Spider-Man's age has always defined who Spider-Man is. And so yeah. 
it's kind of it's also weird how in between the first movie and the second movie like it, it's hard to gauge like what like the t- like when you don't know the time frame it's weird like maybe we're spoiled because we come from this marvel age now like the mcu where the timeline is so concrete you know exactly when and where everything is happening so when you go back yeah. and you watch these movies it's like well in spider-man one he's a high schooler we don't know what year in high school he could be a junior senior we don't know and in college in the second movie he's in college but again we don't know where in college so like how many years passed was it two was it three was it one how many years passed in between those movies what was spider-man yeah. doing in between those movies has he just been spider-man you know it's so it's like yeah these films, it, it loses yeah. its it loses its cohesiveness throughout yeah. the trilogy I'll, i'm happy they that they knew that they wanted three movies from the get-go but like they got to keep the story like cohesive at least like give us like one scene so we at least know kind of generally like what where the timeline is and like what how old peter is yeah. you know like yeah like literally the third one just loses all that you, you never actually know like what what year of college he's in if he's in college if he's graduated if he's doing his master's like you really don't get a scene like that yeah. in the third one yeah and and i think it it may be I mean, it's okay. They did what they could, right? Like, the second movie, the whole yeah. main theme is Spider-Man trying to balance being a superhero with his personal life. And that's a theme that's central yeah. to all of Spider-Man, you know? And so, they mm-hmm. did what they could. They actually did a pretty good job of it. I'm not trashing on these movies by any sense. Uh, and the CGI is better no, they're, than I they're, it's a, they're good watches. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the... Like you said, the, the third movie has actually pretty great CGI. Like, the fight scenes are actually pretty pretty dank in the third movie yeah i remember correctly I, I so i i just finished watching it and it was like the the end fight with sandman venom and green goblin and venom it's like the part where it's like at the end and venom's like holding spider-man by his neck like on this pole and then the mm-hmm. sandman is just like fucking beating the shit out of him dude it's like holy shit dude like it's spider-man might actually not win this shit you yeah. know like it's, it's good to see sick. that I actually really enjoyed the third movie. It's it's tied for my favorite. Like, the second movie is actually my least favorite. The first and the third are actually my favorite. I think the third gets a lot of hate. I, I think that... Um, I think I like the third movie so much because when when Peter Parker gets infected with Venom, I love that he's trying to be a cool guy, but it's, it's a nerd's version of what a cool yeah. guy is. And so he's like, like trying to walk cooler. He's like yeah. giving the finger guns at all the girls yeah. and shit. And the, it's but, like, come on. But the thing is, is even the girls in the movie, like they're not impressed. You know what I mean? Like, like the girls. Yeah. The they they all look at him and they're like, looks. <laughs> yeah. You know? So like, you know, I, I've, I've heard some people try to criticize the movie that are like, Oh, well he's supposed to be this cool guy, but he's acting like such a dork. But like those people are missing the point. The point is that this is what a nerd like Peter Parker thinks a cool guy is. And he's so far yeah. from it, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's he's so the dorkiest good. person in New York city. And he's trying to be all fucking hip and With shit. the emo hair. And just like, he turns into just the worst human being ever like there's that one yeah. guy, like he's so mean to brock for like almost no reason and it's just like he's just such well well brock brock was being fake as fuck when he's like trying to take credit for taking that awesome spider-man That's shot true. but then peter realized right away he's like yo this is fake man like and then i mean i guess Spider-Man. i guess he did take like i guess he did take it too far yeah, I mean, but he, it's was, like, he, he was just really I don't overly know. aggressive and kind of, a, especially since Brock, was it, didn't Brock come up to him and he's like, I'm your biggest fan or whatever. Like, he really, clearly, really admired Peter Parker and wanted to be like him. 
So I like, think some something like that. I yeah, think I'm, so. I'm pretty sure there's a line where Brock oh, says yeah. something like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of yours" or something, and and clearly he yeah. wants to be taking pictures with Spider-Man yeah. and stuff. So like, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole premise of Venom is Spider-Man taking it too far, right? Like like taking that with great power comes great responsibility and taking it too far and realizing, well, when you have more power, you have even more responsibility and it just all, it all, Mm. I mean, Venom is such a a turning point in the Spider-Man comics in the Spider-Man story. And we still haven't really seen it done since that movie. And I think it did it pretty well. Him ripping off the Venom suit in the, in the clock tower. Like there's a lot of iconic moments in that film. And, uh, I I think it's, yeah. Compared to the, the Tom Hardy Venom movie, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd say the Venom in in Spider-Man three was pretty, pretty decent. And they, I like that they got the, the whole like they added like a little alien shit in there because venom's supposed to be from like another planet and it's yeah. like he crashes onto earth like a, like a fucking alien would and it's yeah. like that that was pretty cool to see yeah. um yeah, yeah so cool. yeah i I'd, I'd say compared to the the actual venom movie like the standalone venom movie that came out last year or whenever the fuck it was i'd say the venom from spider-man 3 was still still better even though it was only in yeah. it for like half the movie yeah but like, still, like the the Venom standalone movie is absolute booty cheeks, and we all know that. Also, my one of my favorite parts of Spider-Man Three is when they're creating Sandman, and there's that shot of Sandman trying to stand up, and he keeps like falling apart and stuff as he's standing up. The CGI in that scene is so dope; it's actually really fucking cool. Um, there's a lot of really really great shots in that movie that like are way ahead of its time, like. Like there, I, I yeah. a couple of X Men movies had come out at that point, and like CGI had gotten a little mm-hmm. bit better. But I'll tell you, man, they really tried to make an action triple A film out of Spider Man Three, and I, I I respect it. Okay, so uh, any final thoughts on on the Tobey Maguire films before we move on to Andrew Garfield? Oh God, um, no the the Tobey Maguire movies are actually really solid, and I'm glad that we decided to rewatch them this past week because it was good to just refresh a little bit, you know, because it's actually very impressive how they, how they go about the the whole movie. You know, there's a bunch of like little small picky shit, you know, like Mary Jane getting tied up like 800 times, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it was just, it was just nice to see. They, they actually put a lot of effort into those movies for the, for the time they came out in the early two thousands when we're all like little kids and shit you know like yeah. that's that's like revolutionary shit right there so definitely check out the Tobin mcguire movie yeah i again I, I was i was impressed with them as well um it's been a while since i've seen them i mean i i've seen the second and third a fair amount but the first one st- stands up as well um i keep saying oh man i gotta stop the well we'll jump right into We'll jump right into the Andrew Garfield films. I don't have a whole lot to say on them. I haven't seen them pretty much since they originally came out. And I don't think that you have either. Here's the thing. The original Tobey Maguire movies nailed... They did pretty well with Peter Parker. They nailed the dramatic side of Peter Parker. The struggles that Peter Parker go through. And to be honest, the the Spider-Man stuff isn't bad either. But there are very, very few comedic moments in that 
in the suit with Tobey Maguire. Like, when he's Spider-Man, he doesn't quit much. I think in the second film, he has, like, one or two funny lines when he's in the suit. The Andrew Garfield yeah. films are kind of the inverse, where, like, Peter Parker is trash, but once he gets oh, into that Spidey suit... Garbage. Once he gets in the suit, though, he's pretty funny, and he's constantly making jokes, and he's constantly using humor. But all of that humor and all of that, like, cares, like charisma and stuff, it goes out the window in the worst way possible when he takes off the suit. So I, I, when's the yeah. last time you've seen these well, movies? What's your opinion of them? Well, let me see. The... The last, I think I think I'm in the same boat with you that I didn't I didn't I haven't watched the Andrew Garfield movies since like they came out basically, so I I was kind of just like looking at reviews to like refresh my memory and I kind of forgot about like some of the shit that happened. Um, they're not like I wouldn't I don't know I wouldn't say they're they're good movies by any means. They're, I guess they're not terrible. Okay. But there's definitely a lot of stuff that they missed the boat on. Yeah. Um, I I think I was telling you this earlier, but my thing is that and Andrew Garfield is not a fucking Peter Parker. You know, Peter yeah. Parker is supposed to be like the dorky kid in school, not like the hottest guy yeah. on like in the fucking in yeah. entirety of the city. But um, I think what happened was that they the since since he was not a good Peter Parker, it's kind of hard. The rest of the fan base. To like relate to that, like I said earlier, the yeah. Spider-Man is supposed to be like a relatable character, or whatever. It's like right. nobody can really relate to Andrew Garfield, like the tall, like hunky guy. Like um, I don't know, just like weird. he he's yeah. not Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird seeing Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker when Peter Parker is supposed to be a fucking dork. Yeah, so. I, I, that's why I like Tommy Maguire so much because his Peter Parker was amazing. Yeah. But I will say, I I like Andrew Garfield's Spider Man, and then I think Tom Holland balances the two out like pretty perfectly. Yeah. Like Tom I, Holland's I a good mix of like dorky looking, and he's also a good ass Spider Man. So I agree. That's why. Like. Um, well, but was... the th- um, sorry, I was gonna say with the the Andrew Garfield ones. Um, as, as far as I know, in like. It just doesn't seem like he cares about stopping people. He's more just doing it because someone killed his uncle, and so he's not—he's not being Spider-Man because he wants to help the city. He's just becoming Spider-Man because he wants revenge on the the person that killed Uncle Ben. Okay. But it doesn't even really seem like he really—he ca- doesn't really seem like he really cares that much about uncle in the story in the movies. I guess, and I also I guess they focus a lot on his parents from the beginning, which which isn't even a spider-man thing at all like it's always about his his aunt and uncle or whatever it's like his parents have never really been in the stories i guess okay so that was that was one of the gripes i had with it um interesting i don't know how you feel that's a lot of good points i never thought of that it's here's the thing they it it's funny because the andrew garfield films they they nail so many things surrounding spider-man but they mess up Spider-Man himself in such a core way. And and what I mean by that is, okay, so let's break it down a little bit. The the Tobey Maguire movies finished in 2007, and then the Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield movies didn't start until 2012. So there's a five-year yeah. gap. Which is pretty, that's half a decade. Mm-hmm. That's pretty substantial, actually. People were really, really nervous yeah. to see a new Spider-Man, right? Now, the thing that's interesting that we talked about a little bit, actually, is that... 
the original Tobey Maguire films actually take a lot of liberties when it comes to adapting the comics. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's very rare that you see people adapt things instead of directly copying them. Typically, mm-hmm. when there's a book or a comic or whatever, you just directly copy it. In the Tobey Maguire films, yeah. like what I mean, for instance, is like the webbing comes out of his wrists. It's not... Yes. It's That's different. The villain is also different. So in, in the comic books, Green Goblin is like the 11th or 12th arch nemesis that spider-man spider-man has he's way down the line and so the fact that they picked out green goblin as the first was again a an anomaly it wasn't normal for them to go that route so jumping forward to andrew garfield they nailed a lot more of that i mean first of all the casting is pretty dope i mean casting andrew garfield on the surface as spider-man peter parker isn't the worst decision if they tried to make him a little bit Mm -mm. more nerdy if they threw some glasses on him yes if they made his hair look a little bit worse if he dressed a little bit worse if he wasn't a skater like you know what i mean like if they tried to make him nerdier they could have yeah i i agree he the emma stone is the love interest i love emma stone i mean she's like actually a phenomenal actress so to cast her in a Mm -hmm. spider-man movie actually sounds dope like it's not often that we get like legitimate uh hard-hitting actors to be cast in a superhero movie after they get famous or whatever so that's good on the surface yeah andrew garfield's got the webbing like on, on paper on paper right on paper all of this sounds good though he makes the webbing devices for his wrist that sounds dope the villain mm-hmm. is um lizard for the first film which is like the sixth villain or whatever in the comics um yeah my my one of my complaints is i think the suit is kind of bad i think the eyes don't look very good and coming off of in the in the first one in the first one i would agree the suit is shit but the yeah. second one the suit like somehow gets upgraded it's to better. to god yeah okay well i was just like in the toby Maguire films the suit is honestly amazing it's probably one of if not my favorite spider-man suit the way that they have the raised webbing and stuff so to come off of that suit into the andrew garfield flat not really that colorful the eyes don't look all that interesting uh that's a bit of a downgrade so yeah so it's just like and again the point that you bring up is really interesting the fact that spider-man in this movie is kind of doing everything for the wrong reasons he's doing things for revenge he's doing things because he's angry and it's funny because it's almost like some executive somewhere said okay the nerd nerds aren't that cool because nerds have kind of made a renaissance like recently like in the last mm-hmm. like four or five years nerds have kind of been like a cool thing again but around this time like 2012 <laughs> 2010s like some executive was like all right nerds aren't cool we don't want to relate to nerds let's try to make this guy like a loner dude that girls are gonna fall like preteen girls are gonna love this guy he's you know he's a misunderstood skater guy you know and he's just trying to you know yeah. he's just trying to you know he's just trying to be spider-man dude but like his uncle died you Spider- know like it's Man. so it's dripping with anger angst and and um and you know it's not it's not garbage on paper but then on top of all of that on top of all of that it's just a poorly made movie it's boring yes it's all over the place you don't care about the villain you don't care about anyone it's just a poorly made film i yeah i it's just poorly written and and also, um, one of the other things that I noticed was in 
and I think it's in the second one. But anyway, when when he first encounters Rhino, oh, Rhino's like driving the truck through the fucking city or whatever. Oh, and really? and yeah, and so Andrew Garfield instead of like trying to help and save the civilians, Andrew Garfield is like on the window of the truck, just like throwing quips at, at fucking Rhino. And it's like, dude, like, and, and it's while Rhino is literally driving this truck through cars and shit. And it's like, bro, it's like, you got to give a shit, man. Like you're fucking Spider-Man dude. Like, and so it just seems like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man just doesn't care. And it's like, that's the whole point of Spider-Man. He's, he's trying to save fucking everybody. Like that's why Tobey Maguire and Tom Highland will always will always be better it's because like that just didn't didn't seem like andrew garfield it's like bro like come on dude like get your shit together man like yeah well okay so here's like here's what i'll say and spider-man 2 capitalized on this even harder spider-man's pretty good in the suit like he's not like okay they they do two things in the suit that the toby mcguire movies didn't do a lot of the toby mcguire movies did it a little bit but they do it a lot more in these movies. Two things. Spider-Man is a lot funnier and quippy. He's quipping all the time. He's really funny. He's using the yeah. humor. And the other thing is he's really, really acrobatic. And that portion of it comes mm. with better CGI. When you have better CGI, yeah. you can like... I remember the opening for this film. It's the same scene that you're talking about. He's like juggling all of those like canisters and stuff of like the explosive yeah. material or whatever while he's hanging on the web. And he's like doing all these like acrobatic things and he's like this scrawny spider-looking creature and like that's awesome. I love all of that yeah. stuff. Um but yeah. again, it's yeah. just it's a port. I, I will. They upgraded the eyes. The suit looks a lot better in the second one. I'll agree with you. The mask and stuff looks. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Now. It actually looks pretty sick. And it looks like they almost yeah. did the Tommy McGuire thing where they made the webbing raised on top of the suit instead of in like recessing yes. the suit. It looks pretty yeah. dope actually. Um, but yeah. again, it's like it's it's a shame that uh it's a shame that this movie's just poorly made again it's like the the guy cast is harry osborne is you know he's harry and he's supposed to be like this likable character but from the beginning he's like it's it's casted by that one dude that everybody hates um dane 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 Dehan, double d's bro that guy sucks at acting man (laughs) holy fuck wait dude there's this there's this movie he was in called Valerian, the city yep. of a thousand planets. Uh-huh. If you, uh, this is like off off Spider Man, but yeah, dude, it's straight up dog water, bro. Yep. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> dog bro. water. He is the main dude. He's the main lead, and I wanted to punch him in the fucking mouth, dude. He pissed me the fuck off in that movie. But yeah. that's off topic. But it's all good because <laughs> we had to fucking tell everybody how much how much Dane Dane DeHaan or whatever, however you pronounce his last name. Like yeah. he sucks. So just don't yeah. fucking watch any of his movies. Don't support <laughs> this guy. Anyway. He was in Chronicle, man. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and I don't he, even... he was in a movie called A Cure for Wellness that was okay, but um yeah all right well he's, he's okay pretty, well, he's pretty bad dude um but he always plays he's he, yeah he's like typecasted as this like he's typecasted almost as like what peter parker is supposed to be if he looked like the like like the, if you took the writing yeah. for peter parker in this movie the angsty guy that no one likes but you made him look like he was if you made him look how he was written it would look like dane DeHaan. yeah you know what i mean dude um, oh my god bro okay so let's talk about in this in the second Andrew Garfield one, what Dane Dane DeHaan or Dehean double D's, double D's. So when he fucking shows when he shows up, dude, as the new Green Goblin, 
and it's just like he looks like a fucking crackhead dude it's unbelievable bro like literally <laughs> look at it and like when he so he first of all he needs like spider-man's blood to to live or whatever that's what he that's what he determines because he has this weird that, ass was that what it was that's what it was and he's like i, I need your blood spider-man and then andrew garfield comes in and he's like Nah, dude, I'm not gonna do that. And then, yeah, I'm good, bro. So like, he, so he he fucking takes, he becomes the Green Goblin, and when he when he comes back at the end of the movie, he's literally like, dude, look it up, bro. He literally oh, looks like he it, just, man. dude, it's like a a pound of crack, and then he went to go fight Spider Man, bro. That's exactly what he <laughs> a pound of crack, dude. Like, I swear it's to God, pretty garbage, man. I'm, it's yeah. pretty bad, bro. I mean, like, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, well, I I just wish they tossed the mask on him, man. I don't see what's wrong with that. You know, or you know, the even if he's supposed to be the Hobgoblin, or I mean, I guess he is the Green Goblin. I don't know, man. The Green yeah. Goblin and the Hobgoblin look better in the originals. It's just, dude, with the hair, bro, the hair, dude. dude. Oh, come on, dude. What are you doing? Um, I, you know, there's a couple, like again, another thing that, um. The Tobey Maguire movies take a liberty on the love interest because in the comic books, it starts with Gwen Stacy, she dies in the clock tower, and then they move on to Mary Jane. And that's exactly what this movie yes. does, where he starts with Gwen Stacy, um, the first and the second movie. It's funny because the first movie with Garfield came out, everyone's like, who the hell is Gwen Stacy? Like, Mary Jane is supposed to be the yeah. or whatever, you know? And that clock tower scene yeah. is, pretty, is pretty awesome. It's actually straight out of the comics. Down to the way that she dies with the really with the webbing and her snapping and hitting the ground. I mean, all that's all that stuff's completely right out of the comics. So again, it's wow. like you know, you could tell that there were people that read the comics and they're like, okay, let's just translate this directly into the film. How bad could it be? But then the writing all around it was just garbage, and it's just a shame, it, it, you know. It could have it what. It, it could have been a lot better. And the thing too is that they also left at the end of the second one that that, that there would be a third one, and maybe yeah. the third one could have like cleaned some of the shit up and like they maybe been a little Sinister bit better. Six. But it's like, yeah. And then of course Disney rented out fucking Spider Man, and uh, that shit went just fucking yeah out well, the window. So after... then now we get now we get the Tom Holland one. Um, th- after the Amazing Spider Man two came out, I'm pretty sure it was a box office failure. Uh, well, okay, it made $709 million, so that's not terrible, but... Well, I wouldn't it, call it a fail, but... No, 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 it's not at all. It it actually made... It made $202 million in the United States and $500 million overseas, which is pretty surprising. It, it popped off overseas, but it's fair yep. to say that... It's fair to say that American audiences really didn't care for it. It's sitting at a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes with an average score of 5.8 out of 10, which I would say is generous. This film is not a 6 out of 10. That's very generous. I would give this that's, film... That's like, a gift. Yeah, I'd give this film like maybe a 4 out of 10, you know? Yeah, maybe. 4, and maybe 4 is even generous. Yeah, I'd give it a like a three three and a half bro again i haven't seen these in a while so it's not completely fair for me to rate it but true it's so weird like the guy mark webb the guy that directed this dude like the only other thing that people have heard of is 500 days of summer which is a good movie so i don't know what the hell yeah 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 i don't maybe he's just not cut out to be the fucking director of spider-man or maybe like maybe it was one of these things where the studio really just dug their claws into 
the movie where it's like you got a, an entire executive board that's telling you what the movie is supposed to be. I mean, dude, th we've been talking about the second film for a while now, and we haven't even mentioned uh, the other main villain in the film, which is Electro. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, it's just well, like, that's because it's so for. Forgettable, dude. That's why. I'm... Yeah, it's just like, dude, it's Jamie Foxx, another great actor. And it's like, yep. he's just yep. wasted on this terribly written cliche Waste. role. Like, it's it. just... Jamie Foxx looks like Peter Parker should look. You know, he's like the nerdy dude or whatever. And he, Yeah. It's just a he's mess, Dude, okay. Let's talk... Jamie Foxx's Electro, like, before he becomes Electro, is more dorkier than Andrew Garfield's fucking Peter Parker. Swear to yeah, God. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's like, that's, it's, it's, it baffles me, dude. It baffles me. Baffles. That it's like, dude, some executive was like, all right, well, Spider-Man's supposed to be relatable to nerds, but actually we're going to make him relatable to skaters, but then we're going to villainize the nerdy guy. It's just like, yeah, it totally misses the mark of the morality of what Spider-Man is supposed to be. Like you said, he's doing it for all the wrong reasons. He's doing it for revenge. He's doing it because he has to. One thing that I really appreciate yep. about the Tobey Maguire movies that I don't think any of the other Spider-Man films do, including really the Tom Holland films, is they are constantly showing, at least in the first film, in the first Spider-Man Tobey Maguire film, they're constantly showing him like saving, like saving people and doing things around the city as a superhero. And superhero yep. films today don't even do that. Like you watch Avengers or like nope. Captain Marvel or whatever. Like they're never, they're never doing normal superhero saving normal people thing the, it's always some arch villain they're it's not saving like, the world or saving the city it's never like interacting not, with regular people they're yeah they're not like going out of their way to like save kids about to get run over by a car right, like spider-man does that in the toby you know mcguire mean? ones exactly yeah. dude yeah in the toby mcguire movies he's constantly saving people and like they do yep, it a little like, bit in the garfield films but not much yeah they don't do it much in the tom holland films i mean in in homecoming i guess they do but in far from home it's like and in most of the disney films it's like even then it's again it's these giant threats that they don't have time for like oh i'm saving so-and-so or i'm doing you know in tom holland we'll get to tom holland yep. but i mean let's just jump in we'll tom get holland. to tom holland let's jump into it i mean Okay, so Andrew Garfield... Dive in, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. Andrew Garfield ended in 2014, and then Civil War came out in 2016. Uh, Civil War was the first time that we saw Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He wasn't in it yep. a lot, but at, at in that giant fight scene at the very end, Spider-Man shows up. He shows up quipping. He shows up funny. He shows up tiny and acrobatic. Yep. Um, and in the in the little like streetwear like fucking like you know like oh well you're right before yeah thing. before he shows up uh Robert Downey Jr. Tony Stark goes to his house at his apartment and surprises him and interrogates him. Yep. And that's how it starts. Yep. And then later he shows up in the suit. But like you said, dude, yep. Tom Holland is young in this. He actually looks like a high schooler. He is clearly a nerd. From the very first scene with Tony Stark, you've got this 
brilliant Tony Stark character who's supposed to be, you know, a mastermind. And he's impressed with the technology that Spider-Man Peter Parker has created. That's such a good way to set up the yeah. character. You've got this mastermind yep. that's appreciating what this kid has done. And that's, immediately you've set up Peter Parker as a smarter and more uh, innovative super superhero than any of the other Peter Parkers before him. Yep. And then later on, he finally show you know again yeah like you said you you see him uh you see him in this in the stupid suit with the sweats on and stuff and then, <laughs> and then he gets upgraded finally. But dude, he looks so young. Upgrade. They make him look so young in these films, and that's such a they, win. yeah. He was so young. They, they, yeah, they did a great job with that, and that's obviously what makes it. But like, I obviously Tom Holland's a phenomenal actor, but he it's really just is. like also, yeah, he really is. And I, and what like that the thing I hated is like I, I know Disney fucks up and runs their movies all the time by showing their trailers, but like when they put Spider Man in the fucking trailer, like I get it, you gotta gotta do your marketing bullshit or whatever. You gotta get your toys made or whatever so people come buy this shit. But it's like if if they had left that as a surprise when Spider Man, like when Tom Holland Spider Man shows up, it can would be you, unbelievable, dude. Man, the the theaters would if they the theaters jaw would. Yes, can you dude. If they the, kept it under wrap and no one the knew theater, that Spider Man was getting theaters jaw would have just fucking dropped, bro. Because it's like we weren't expecting that at all. But it's like you show him in the trailer when it's like literally when Tony Stark's like on the roof or whatever the fuck is like, yeah. bro, like, like, come on, man, like we gotta if if we if they had just like fucking left that out, it would have been it would have been ten times better. You're right, man. That would have been crazy if they left it as a surprise. I can't even imagine how much. Man, that would be wild. But they didn't. Um, regardless, that is an amazing opening scene for Spider-Man. The suit is tied for me with my favorite suit that ultra saturated red with the tiny spider and the animated eyes this is the first time we've seen spider-man in in real in you know in a, in a live action film not an animated where the eyes move as he talks to make him more expressive yeah. really really great and yep his um his interactions in this fight scene are phenomenal. He, his voice is young. You can tell he's a kid. Um, Captain mm -hmm. America has a little interaction with him. Uh, you know, where you know, I'm from Brooklyn or whatever, and Queens, uh, Brooklyn. You know, and he's and Spider-Man's holding yeah. up this giant building. I mean, Disney does this thing where they fi they figure out, okay, what are the things we need to we need to express about Spider-Man off the bat? He's young. He's nerdy. He's smart he's strong and he's and he's good and they do all of those things in just a couple scenes with really tight yep. writing you know right off the bat he's oh and, and he's poor um so, and they do so right off the bat tony stark he's talking to him in his bedroom he's like oh I, you know i go dumpster diving for computers and oh i made my own suit <laughs> you know uh, and i made my own equipment and yeah Oh, is this you stopping a, a car? Oh, he stops this car. Oh, he's in the fight and he's he's fighting with Captain America and the Avengers and he's going toe to toe with them. You know, he's he's holding yeah. his own. He's he's being quippy. He's making fun jokes, but it's not too much. He's being acrobatic. He's he's carrying giant pillars of stone. He's he's yeah. uh, he's making references to Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back with the at -AT's. Yeah. He's doing all of these things that Spider-Man should do in such a short period of time where like you already know that this is 
a worthy Spider-Man in just a few scenes, and that hypes yeah. you up for the next film so uh, hard. Yeah, and then and then when um what is, yeah when Homecoming comes out, and then it's like the first scene is him like doing a vlog of like going into the fight with the avengers and shit it's just like come on man that's so fucking cool like that i like that they had had a a plan like we talked about earlier how the the earlier spider-man movies just weren't cohesive with each other but like when when disney like took spider-man they knew they're like from the beginning like this is how we want it to go out like this is how we want spider-man to be like introduced into the avengers universe right well, and, and here's the thing is Disney movies are known, the Disney Marvel films are known for being very quippy and funny to begin with. So Spider-Man fits in really well with the universe they've already established. The MCU is not, I mean, it has dramatic moments, but overall they try to keep it pretty lighthearted. It gets darker yeah. as it goes, of course. Yeah. But, um. So Spider-Man already fits in really well, and it almost seems like the Disney executives, they said, okay, Spider-Man can be our outlet for, like, a purely comedic superhero film. Yeah, it has, you know, almost like Ragnarok, where they're like, we want to have a property where it's mostly comedy, but it's also a superhero, because Homecoming is mostly a comedy. It's mostly funny, and it gets dramatic towards the end, and it has serious moments to give it levity, but it's mostly mostly a teen comedy, and it's a well-written teen teen comedy at that, and so it's like, dude, they nailed everything. They nailed Peter Parker as a nerd. They nailed him in the suit as Spider-Man. They nailed the balancing of it personal life and spider-man life and trying to work out how you balance those as a teenager they carry that theme through homecoming and far from home where it's like you know he's just a kid and he's being held back from doing teenager things i mean they nail every theme of spider-man along the way all because sony finally said okay disney you can make the movies we'll take a cut of the profits and we'll call it there yeah i mean we all know how that turned out um, I'd, I'd really hope that the, the next, what is it? Two Tom Holland movies we still got to deal with. I really hope that they're, they're solid ending to this man's fucking journey, dude. It's fucking crazy. Well, as of right now, the, as of right now, I believe there's only one more Spider-Man film on the books. Um, there could be more, Okay. there could be more, of course. Um, so we got, we got Civil War in 2016. Then we got uh, Homecoming in 2017. Homecoming was is one of my favorite superhero films. I actually think I, it's, yeah, it's up there for me too. Movie, uh, which is saying something because I mean I'm telling you, dude, people take Spider-Man seriously. They're really scared about, especially man. People are so nostalgic about the tom holland films that it's like even to this day man you'll get people that are like tom holland is the best or they'll be like toby mcguire is the best spider-man like tom holland you know yeah and it's and you get this feeling that there's so much nostalgia baked into those original films that it's like how are you ever going to live up to the hype of of what was yeah toby mcguire but tom holland again dude spider-man homecoming is is hands down one of my favorite Spider-Man films, if not my favorite film, my favorite Spider-Man film. I have it a nine out of ten with a like. 
I mean, man, it is just funny through and through. It's lighthearted. It's colorful. It's funny. It's popping. Young. It's popping, dude. That's a great. It's fucking popping, dude. Dude, it's popping off, dude. dude. They put all this time into the beginning of it of him saving the city and he's interacting with the New Yorkers and and uh, like you said, there's the very beginning of it where you know he's vlogging his experience. So he's young. He's new. He's vlogging his. Fresh, dude. Yeah, they're reminding you. Fresh fucking legs. They're suddenly reminding you of Civil War and what happened last time, but they're doing it in a fun way. They're showing you how he got yep. the new suit. And yep. um, and then on top of all of that, you get to see him blend with the Avengers. You get to see Iron Man show up, and you get to see him interact with a living, breathing superhero world, which we've never seen before. And so it's like they really just nailed it with, with Homecoming. And, and Yep, yep, 100%. And then, and, and then, then one year later, it's we Infinity, got Infinity War after. Yeah. Yep. And he, banger, banger of a movie. Yeah, he was pretty central to Infinity War. Um, he finally got the new suit where he's, you know, he's got the Iron Spider suit now. Um, and then has, fi- and Tony knights him into the, the. And he's like, "Congratulations, kid!" And he like tap smacks him on the shoulder or whatever. He's like, "You're an Avenger." Yes. And then, he, and then it like yes. zooms in on Holland's face, and he's like smiling hard as fuck. It's like, damn, bro! Yes, like dude, he's a yes. fucking Avenger. Um, he he's finally an Avenger. He is going after really big problems. He's just a kid, but he's going into space, and they make sure to give levity to those moments, and to be like, "This is just a kid. He's on a spaceship, and and he's too young for this in reality." But he's giving it his all. He has plenty of screen time, and they they really use his powers. Like in that last fight scene with Thanos, like he's whipping around, he's doing crazy oh, yeah. things, he's saving people. I mean, he's an integral member the of machine. the Avengers, man. Yeah, you can tell he's really valuable to the team. And then at the end of it, he he dies. He gets snapped away, and it's yeah. such a it's such a yep. momentous moment for fans and for Tony Stark that, um, and it, it was such a huge moment that it became a meme. Like, I don't feel so good. Mr. Stark stuck with people so hard and it made people realize how much they do care about this new Spider-Man. Like, like I, I like to, you know, when I watch these movies, I realize that, okay, so around the time that Infinity War came out, they had put out these new films where they had Black Panther, they had Doctor Strange, they had Spider-Man, they, and Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. They had these new characters, and it's almost as if the executives thought to themselves, okay, well, audiences might still be tepid on these new characters. They might still be a little hesitant on Black Panther, mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. So what do they do? They take those characters away from us at the end of infinity war to remind us that we actually do like those characters you know so when Mm -hmm. spider-man gets taken away from us we realize you know oh he actually is a great character and i'm gonna miss his ass so they they nail it with that huh um well also they if you notice that when when they snap everybody it's all the original avengers that are still standing like right after he after he snaps everybody like all the new characters are gone and it's literally the the people from the original avengers movie that are still left which is like yeah. pretty iconic i'd say it sets up endgame really well so it's one last avengers film for them uh yeah the, it's iconic for sure and and infinity war i actually enjoy a little bit more than endgame so that's a different t- you said comics. you 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 liked infinity war more than yeah endgame. yeah i w- i would give them both a nine out of ten but i think that 
Infinity War is more consistently a nine out of ten. I think that I think that Endgame is is most of the time an eight out of ten an eight out of ten movie. And then like the, the a, last fight scene's like a nine right, out of ten. Exactly. Like it's, it's an, I think it's an eight out of ten movie with a bunch of really great scenes and an amazing ending that pushes it to that nine out of ten. But I think that Infinity War all the way through is a nine out of ten with a ten out of ten ending. So I give Infinity War a little bit more. I think it's a little bit better. Yeah, that's plus, fair. Plus, it's the first time that they brought together all of. I mean, it has so many superheroes and side stories that they blend oh. together. Like it's. Yeah. You know, um, oh. Endgame is still more of a linear film. Uh, you know, it's not as split apart necessarily as Infinity War. I feel like yeah. they did the impossible, man, and um, Spider-Man fits in perfectly there. Then 2019, we get. End game. Uh, Spidey comes back at the end. He has his heartfelt moment with Tony. It wraps up that whole arc as his father figure, and he is kind of knighted as the new Iron Man. And that's where they pick up in Far From Home, which is also 2019. And uh, mm-hmm. it's the it's the, the last end of movie phase that... exactly three or end of phase four. Whatever phase they're on, it's the yeah. last it's the last Marvel movie that we've gotten after End Game. And um, they really, really dive into this idea that he is the new Spider-Man and he's too young for it and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And oh, and mm. and and and, and mm. then in Far From Home, they get Mysterio and, and that brings us back to the villain part of it where Vulture is the second bad guy in the in the comic books he's the second bad guy mm-hmm. and so they knock it out of the park with homecoming dude the moment in homecoming where he shows up to to pick up his date and fucking vulture opens the door oh man, dude that, i shat myself unbelievable Bro. dude i mean so great with michael keaton casting yeah like i said earlier casting a name brand actor into a superhero movie i mean you don't see it a whole lot so and then mm-hmm. later on we get mysterio which is you know pretty early on in the comics and he was great jake gyllenhaal is awesome in that film he really is um when he when he somehow manipulates peter to give him the the edith glasses that was yes. like that for me was, that here. sold it for me yeah, that shit's so. Um, but yeah, like when he when he did that, that like sold me. I'm like, man, this guy's like actually like really manipulative, and he's he he did his job because he he was able to let Peter give him the glasses for Christ's sake. Yeah, and um, I I say that um, I'm I'm reading a little bit of a review right now from some of my friends. I really, really enjoyed Far From Home. I think that the Mysterio sequences are really great and They're really I think they're, they're great. really fun. It's weird because um the first half of this movie drags a little bit, I would say, simply because Mysterio is so clearly I remember watching this movie in theaters and I'm thinking, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor. Why does he seem like he sucks right now? And that's the why you kind of, <laughs> you kind of realize that like he's trying to be this generic good guy because later on when he turns, it's more obvious that he's playing a role. Um, and I'd say the movie really doesn't pick up until he turns into that bad guy. But yeah, it's still it's I a, 
it's a funny teen comedy. You can tell they're still carrying through those themes of like Spider-Man trying to be a teenager while also being a superhero. But, you know, um, like every superhero movie, the end has a little bit too much CGI fighting, which you tune out a little bit. But all in all, man, it's a worthy sequel. Well, dude, well, of course we get the end of uh, the end of Far From Home, the after credit scene. He or like after Mysterio's, like don't worry, like I've got a contingency plan, and then it goes right. to the video in Times Square with Spider Man going, like Tom Holland going, like yeah, X, and then the next thing you see is J Jonah Jameson from the yeah. Tobey Maguire movies coming <laughs> yes. back, bro. Oh my. My yes. God, yeah, man! The way they the way they did that shit was unbelievable, bro. Well, now you've actually seen the Tobey Maguire movies again, and so I, I would, I mean, does that have a little bit more of like an oomph moment for you now that you kind of remember how integral? Dude, it yeah, I, I like I recognize J. Jonah from the Tobey Maguire ones, sure. but yeah, now now after watching, damn, dude, like they they literally might bring Tobey Maguire back like dude, my if jaw they, hit i don't know man the I don't, floor when oh, i went in theaters i was dude, like oh I, my I, god dude they did yeah it. i was literally like what the fuck dude oh, like god, how are they gonna do us good. like that man yeah I, that but, the way they went about that that was absolutely amazing because now like like at that time you'd like heard how phase four is gonna be all like space and like futuristic like fucking like shit like that you know well, so yeah well, I, I, I i'm excited for what they what they want to do for it man if they end up bringing the toby Maguire back in some way that'd be fucking insane well okay what i was gonna say is it's interesting that there's a lot of parallels to make between iron man and spidey because at the end of the iron man film the very first one he reveals his secret identity as tony stark which is the first time i've ever seen a superhero do that i mean that was monumental right like that's crazy and so in this film he's kind of supposed to be the new iron man and then the irony is as at the very end of it his secret identity gets revealed and that's how the film ends which i don't think they've ever done in the comic books i don't think that's ever been a thing where people know who spider-man is that's completely new uncharted territory which is interesting it's a fun cliffhanger i'm a little nervous to see how they pull it off because it's completely going to change the dynamic of of how he handles all of his personal interactions from here on out it completely changes the Mm. character so i'm a little nervous to see how that's going to work but I mean, there's enough issues with Spider-Man. As most people know, um, Spider-Man had this whole thing with Disney where Spider-Man, there was rumors that Spider-Man was being pulled out of the Disney universe, that he was no longer going to be able to be an Avenger, that uh, Sony was, Mm -hmm. there's rumors that Sony wanted a bigger cut and that Disney said no. And so Sony pulled out and then audiences lashed back. No one wanted that. People said, how can Tom Holland be Spider-Man, but he's not an Avenger. He's been set up as the new Iron Man. How can he be the new Iron Man if he's not? I mean, dude, (laughs) yeah, that that whole thing was just dicey. Man, I was depressed, man. I, mean, I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, straight up, you know, I was talking in the group chat, man. I was straight up depressed that he I, was no longer. In I went fetal. I went fetal for like two days, dude. On um, but seriously, what's it, it was, called? It, it, that, that, I, yeah, it's just it was 
so fucked when that news came out because we were we were all coming off the hype train of far from yeah, home it and wasn't we're that like far after. yeah dude he's about to he's about to lead these goddamn avengers to fucking yeah. victory and shit and it's like now it's like nah that's not gonna happen anymore dude well, it's crazy because like too. Dude, Disney really wrote themselves into a corner where they're like, well, we've kind of, like, Far From Home just came out. We're setting him up as the new Iron Man. Like, that's literally the plot of Far From Home is he is the new leader. You know what He's I mean? He's the guy. Captain's yeah. gone. I mean, there's a new captain, but that TV show hasn't come out. We don't know anything about the new Captain America. I mean, so it's like... It would be wild. Like, how would they do it? Like, I remember sitting that. I remember sitting in my backyard talking with you and being like, "How are they gonna write their way out of this? How are they gonna make Spider-Man not in the next Avengers movie? You know what I mean? Like, how are they gonna just like yeah. ignore that? Yeah. After all that buildup, they can't just be like, "Yeah, nah, he's not it anymore." Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, come on. Like, at least, at least let him finish out the fucking right the, the series or whatever which i mean right. i obviously they're they made up or set, allegedly made up or whatever so like that's all good now but it's like still why would they, why even have that fight to begin with like i get it like disney shouldn't have been making only five percent of the fucking profits but like still though like i don't know that, that could have been like used for like another time yeah 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 well okay well okay so here's the thing um that's that deal got resolved. Um, the studios made up. They probably saw the backlash. There was a rumor that uh, Tom Holland went on a talk show and he said that he actually tried to reach out to the CEO of Disney himself, Bob Iger, that he was a little bit drunk and he called Bob. Jeez. That he reached out to Bob Iger and then one day he got a phone call and Bob Iger was talking to him and Tom Holland supposedly kind of helped convince him to make this deal happen. Um, that's the story, at least. Whether or not that's all publicity to make people love Tom Holland, who knows? But the rumor yeah. is that Tom Holland kind of saved it. And so as of right now, um, there's one more movie with Tom Holland on the books, which is untitled. It comes out 2021, so next year. And... Again, we don't know anything Ooh. about it. We don't know if he's going to be in other Avengers movies. We don't know if they're going to continue past this. We know nothing. It's unfortunately very possible that Disney is going to see what happened with this deal and start thinking, okay, we need to be prepared to write ourselves out of this. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, unfortunately, they start writing some stuff that makes it easier to separate him from the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah. they start doing some things where it's like um, Spider-Man for whatever reason can't be in the Avengers anymore or something. Like, I feel like they need to make yeah. their options more easily accessible because if that deal actually fell through and never got like like I said, how were they how would they have written the, their way out of that without it being super janky? Would they just kill them off off screen? I mean, nothing would have Yeah, been like well. Uh, yeah, it, it would, but because uh, they got they have all this build up now, so it's like Tom Holland's Spider Man has got to get like an emotional, you know, like send off. You know, he right. can't just like randomly get hit by like some debris in, in a building falling down. Right. It's like it's got to have like build up and it's got to have fucking meaning. Right. Like and and on top of that, um, what's what's really weird now is 
um, Venom came out in 2018, which is a movie that doesn't have Spider-Man in it at all, because when it did come out, um, the original deal was still in place, where basically Spider-Man was completely controlled creatively by Disney. So Sony didn't have the rights to take Tom Holland and shove him in a Venom movie. But rumor has it that now... I think that Tom Holland is allowed to be in Sony films, which means that Venom 2 and the upcoming Morbius, we could see Tom Holland show up in those films. Who knows to the extent, who knows how much they filmed and produced before this deal even happened. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Holland shows up a little bit. And that's kind of weird that Tom Holland is going to be showing up in these admittingly shitty Sony movies as Spider-Man, but he's still a Disney Avenger. And I don't think Disney is going to be cool with that. I think Disney is going to be like, we're allowing our character to be in these subpar movies. And it's, and people, the average moviegoer isn't going to know the fucking difference. The average moviegoer, you know, is going to go see Venom or whatever, or, or Carnage, you know, Venom 2 or Morbius. And they're going to say, oh, this is a Marvel movie and yeah. Tom Holland is in it. This must be an Avengers film. And Disney doesn't want yeah. that. Disney doesn't want these, these shitty, poorly made films on their track record. So I wouldn't be surprised if they write Tom Holland out of the universe as soon as possible, which is really unfortunate. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, we'll we'll see how about it. It's it, I feel like it's either going to be really great or really bad. But you know, we'll yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. There, I guess. Um, to move on, let's talk a little bit about some miscellaneous stuff before we dive into Spider Verse. Um, <laughs> Venom, twenty eighteen. Gra- I never garbage saw it. dog shit movie. Don't yeah, see it. I never saw it. You saw it. I- I'm asking you. Did you see it? I I don't know. I, d- I did watch it. It is not good at all, dude. Okay. It's just I I heard so, it's, I heard it's pretty so, bad. I don't I heard from some people it's funny bad. I heard from some people it's it, just bad bad. It's it's pretty funny bad. It's pretty funny bad. But okay. in terms of like a in, in relation with all the Spider-Man shit going on, it's absolute dog shit, dude. Um <laughs> there's dude, I'm dead serious, well, they man. Made there's, a, they made so a, there, they made a movie about a Spider-Man villain without Spider-Man. But no Spider-Man. It's like, come on. All right. Right, well, anyway, and th- this is a big spoiler, but you guys aren't going to go see the because I told you not to. So here you go. So there, there's one. Uh, so Venom is, is like supposed to be like this kind of like vicious, like pretty, pretty brutal villain. Sure. And so in the in the movie, he's like biting off people's heads and you literally see that. And then the, and within the next like 10 minutes Eddie Brock is somehow able to convince him, be like, "Yeah, you don't do that anymore. You're gonna listen to me, or we're gonna be good guys." And then all of a sudden, Venom flips, and he's a good guy for the rest of the movie. It's like, dude, like I literally saw him decapitate two people, and now he's all of a sudden he's like he's friendly and shit. It's like that makes yeah. zero sense, dude. I, like, dude. It's it's fucking terrible, dude. I remember when the trailer came out, and I thought to myself. This movie is gonna be bad if they make him an anti-hero, and that's exactly what they did. And like, like, here's the thing. If the movie was through and through him as a bad guy, like Eddie Brock straight out it of would Spider-Man have been, 3, it would have been better. a bad guy, it would have been yeah. better. It, they could have still made it funny. I heard there's a lot of comedy between Tom Hardy and Venom or whatever. I heard it kind of feels yeah. like it's like an... I, I heard that it looks like it's from the early 2000s in terms of CGI and like just the yeah, way it's written and yeah, stuff. The CGI. Like, it feels yeah, not... old. Um, 
again, I never saw it. The sequel is going to have Carnage in it. Um, and they tossed oh, Carnage at the end, right? Woody Harrelson with curly yes. hair. He yeah. looks terrible. Because um, Woody uh, Carnage is supposed to be like Carnage He's supposed is supposed to be, like to be really the most the most brutal, pretty much, of all the villains, dude. Yeah. He like the the way he goes about killing people is from what I've heard is it's pretty fucking gruesome. So, dude, I'm, I, dude we'll I just see pulled up they... a picture of Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Oh my god, dude, with the giant <laughs> curly hair, he looks. So he looks bad. like he looks like what? what what's that dude's name? The the G- James what's his face that committed that shooting like in. 2012 or whatever yeah, it looks like garbage dog shit dog dude. but i mean i don't know we'll see it we'll see how that yeah it's absolute booty water dude but we'll see well, uh we'll see how they how they play carnage because he's re- like really his if he's in a movie it should be a rated r for how brutal he's supposed to be well here's the thing is um originally before the toby mcguire films ended there was a rumor that there was going to be a spider-man 4 featuring uh carnage because at the end of mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3, they actually tease that Venom isn't gone. Um, there's the small amount of Venom that the scientist was studying. And there's also one shot where a tiny sliver of Venom survived in the last fight scene on the skyscraper. Like, they set it up that Venom's not done. They clearly wanted to make another movie, and it got canceled. Yeah, It wasn't supposed to be just a trilogy. They were planning to just go with it. Um, and it didn't happen. The reason I bring this up is because Carnage is... Uh, from the same dimension or planet or whatever that Venom is from, except Carnage doesn't require a host. Um, I don't believe so. I could be wrong about that. But Venom has different powers. He, I mean, Carnage has different powers. He can shapeshift. Um, he, he can kind of sling around, similar to Spider-Man, similar to Venom. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's, like you said, he's brutal. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be like a rated R, complete sociopathic killer. And what happens is he's so evil that Spider-Man and Venom team up to defeat Carnage. That's Yes, I, I believe I heard that. Uh, so yes. now that Venom 2 is in production, I wonder how much involvement Tom Holland will have in it. I wonder if they're going to do that route at all. Is, is it too late to start that? Or is Tom Holland going to jump in and team up with Venom, Tom Hardy, and take down Carnage, Woody Harrelson? Because that's, yeah. that's a killer cast. And and also, cause since since Venom is now good after the first movie, I mean, it makes sense that Tom Holland would team up with him to defeat Carnage. You know, like one well, one of my, yeah, well, my coworkers today was like, oh, he might he might still turn." I'm like, "Really, dude? It's like they literally wasted half the movie making him a good guy. Like, well, yeah, he's that, definitely that's a the good thing guy." Is, is in like you said in the first Venom movie the justification for why he becomes a good guy doesn't make any sense at all. He just becomes a good guy because Tom Hardy tells him to in the comics. It makes sense because Venom does it because he has to stop carnage. You know what I mean? Like that's a good justification. That's a good way to make him a good guy. But now that doesn't matter because he's already a good guy. Um, the first Venom movie was directed by the same guy that directed Zombieland 1 and 2, which aren't Oof. amazing. Um, and, <laughs> but um, Venom 2 is being directed by... Oh, what is his name? He played the Andy Serkis. He, um, Andy Serkis has done a lot of it. 
films as mocap where he is not actually in the film but they use his face and stuff uh like yeah he was in the hobbit and lord of the rings films he was in the the uh planet of the apes films as the main guy yeah um, he, he's been in a ton of stuff but he's directing this film he hasn't directed really anything all that interesting um he directed mowgli which no one saw um, okay the 2018 mowgli whatever so I don't know. There's there's a there's some good people attached to this. Um, I oh my god, wait, is this confirmed that Tom Holland is going to be in Venom too? Um, <laughs> I, I'm Did you looking, Google that? I, well, I'm looking on Letterbox and it says that J. Jonah Jameson and and Spidey are going to be in Venom too. I don't think that's confirmed though. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's speculation. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's I don't think that's confirmed yet at all. Um it would be crazy though. So yeah, we got those garbage films out of the way. Um let's talk yep. about um the video game real quick, the twenty eighteen game. Pretty amazing. Oh um, fire, dude. Unbelievable. They brought all the suits in. Um the story every is suit you really could ever think dope. of, dude. Um, yeah. it's, it's older Spider-Man, okay. um, Doc Ock is really, really great. Um, they got all these other villains that come in. Uh, the, the end of it is beautiful. The final fight scene is amazing. Beautiful, I mean, dude. the game really makes you feel like you're Spider-Man. It makes <laughs> you feel like you're Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, it's a killer game. Dude. It's one of my favorite of last year by far. Just, just from the, the big, I know you, you said God of War was your favorite game last year, right? And you said Spider-Man was like the second I would say that's about right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for for me Spider-Man is probably the my favorite game of well, last year 2018 when it came out. Dude, it's the just the fact that you start off like and you get like the little scan of Peter Parker's apartment and it's yep. like oh uh, like he's got an eviction notice and all this shit's like on the floor and then the first within the first 15 seconds you put on the suit you jump out the window and you start swinging out oh, in new york yeah. city and you're on your way to fisk tower because there's like yeah. a shootout going on yeah it's it's fucking it, yeah. those, the start of that game is unbelievable yeah. man and then you start to when you jump out the window it, it tells you how you're supposed to swing through the buildings then you just get to swing through new york as you go up to fisk tower and new, the okay. city i don't know what they did but they made it look so realistic and so goddamn beautiful it's yeah. fucking unbelievable um they brought all of the suits in and they're all free none of it's like you know what i mean you got the toby yeah. mcguire suit you got the tom holland suit um and you can just pop them on they've got all the little easter eggs around the city of you know the wakanda embassy you've got the dr strange the dr strange embassy yeah you got you know, in and yeah. you can you're able to like take pictures of yeah, all that Avengers shit Tower. and get more suits and more powers. Um, yeah, after, after you can far jump from off home, the. T- after Far From Home came out, they added the Night Monkey suit and the updated Tom Holland suit. You know, and those were free yep. to download. Um, I mean, really killer game. I mean, for real, the combat is they, amazing. The dude, I still boot up that game and just mindlessly swing around to this day. It's it's it's, it's fun, man. You. you 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 can literally just get a get a group of like eight eight guys and just kick all their ass like real fucking quick and it's all the action is so fluid and then you get all the finishing moves where you like web web cross across their neck with a web and then snap it down you know they're dead you know (laughs) um but yeah the the story is also great Uh, it really is it's a great spider-man story um all in all the the fact that you build the arms with doc ock is it's what makes it for like it's a big spoiler but like 
You you know when once you hear Doctor Octavius is going to be in the game at 100%. some point. Yeah, you already know that it's Doc Ock. You know, I yeah, mean, everyone has seen yeah. the original Tobey Maguire. But everyone knows who Doctor Octopus is. You gotta you gotta watch the process. You know, yeah. it's all. No, it's really it's really great the way that they do it, um, and they take little bits and pieces from all of the different Spider-Man properties. Um, and and speaking of that, speaking of taking bits and pieces from all the Spider-Man properties. Let's talk about Spider-Verse. Came out in 2018. It won the Oscar for best animated film. Uh the first Yes. Movie, the, first, <laughs> the first movie to beat Disney in decades um for animated yep. film. Thank um, God. It, it was it was Into the Spider-Verse. One of the best films I've ever seen. I've seen it more than any film I've ever seen. Um and I know you yep. love it. So yep. uh, Dude, I I literally really can't talk enough about that fucking movie dude i so i the first time i saw it i saw it in theaters and i i went in like i went in blind i knew i'm just like this is just an animated spider-man movie whatever but i literally watched it in the i watched it in theater two or three times and then i I watched it. I'm so glad they put when they put it on Netflix. I I could not have been happier because they put it on Netflix I just pretty get to quick. watch that shit. Yeah, like literally, maybe like a couple months after it had been out, and I've I've seen it at least at least seven or eight times in the past year. Um, I I just can't even describe how fucking good it is. It's just the deep. I I escalated it to probably my favorite movie I've seen of all time. Like that's I know that's like a a big thing. So, oh, really? you've probably seen a lot of movies though. It's like well, yeah. I I sincerely think End of the Spider Verse is hands down my favorite movie of all time. Um, just from the the get go, all the all the colors are coming out and everything's just just popping man that Dude, that okay, movie is yeah. just fucking pop- well okay so i'll say a couple things the story is great it's funny it's a new idea for spider-man Wait, yeah um, and it and but on top of that what makes it stand apart is the animation is so unique yeah. Yep. Um, you can oh, pause. You can pause the movie at any point in time, and it looks like it's straight from a comic book. And yes. when they do the action scenes, they do these cool cutaways and these cool color flashes, and it makes you feel like you're reading a comic book movie. And it's so funny. It's such, such a, a banger, funny movie. Dude. It's so funny, dude. It's it's got it's got all the emotions. I mean, Miles is character arc is unbelievable and when you when he finally becomes spider-man and he he has his jacket on he's on top of that building and then like that, that suspenseful music's playing and he like pulls his masks down you know it's like all right this is fucking it dude like he's <laughs> fucking he's about to jump off this building and be spider-man and he fucking does it and then there's that shot after he jumps off the building where he's like the city is like upside down but he's like rising up to it you know what i'm right. talking about yes it's like one oh. of the most iconic shots of the film oh screw that's screens saver material dude for sure well um yeah it's you know this film is so interesting because they do the multiple multiple universe thing it's filled yes filled with um easter eggs it's filled with details on reddit i'm constantly seeing movie details uh regarding this mm-hmm. like little things that they put in to make it more um yep. to make it more interesting and and you know the movie starts out the, by the way the first like 
10 minutes or whatever or eight minutes whatever are available on youtube for free and the very really? the yeah the beginning of the film is great because it's the it's like the you start out with the top of the line spider-man like best of the best spider-man yep. and you know there's actually a couple and, scenes and in that that you probably didn't know that are making fun of spider-man 3 like there's that one part where he's dancing on the street really funnily and he goes we don't talk yeah. about this and yes, cuts to yes. the next part that's, <laughs> that's from spider-man 3 when he's like doing the yeah. finger guns and stuff and yes. he's doing the weird yeah the weird dancing and and it's like it's you know immediately off the bat that it's like they're acknowledging all of the spider-man that has happened so far and they're trying to just like bring it all together yeah and they they do that phenomenally dude they yeah. they literally every spider-man that like has come like in play like they they brought some part of that like into the movie yeah. which was unbelievable yeah. um it's so funny it? he's so powerful in it there's that scene very early on where he stops the yeah. slider with his bare hand like he's up he's powerful he's funny um there's uh there's great villains in it and they take liberties like doc ock is a girl um they raise the stakes what? really early by oh, killing that, off spider-man that, oh. um the, the like very yeah. early on the 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 ogs the really tough spider-man he dies early on and that sets up the stakes for the rest of the film uh, yeah it's i mean it's what? really a masterful masterful movie when, and when doc ock like when when i first saw the movie when doc got revealed i i literally dropped my jaw because i did not see that shit coming at all because yeah. doc ock has literally always been a fucking guy and it's like we've never seen seen him or her i guess and in this case like design too yeah yeah it's the like arms are arms. oh yeah. my god they're cool the yes they're so cool they're they're like weird looking and they got when whenever doc ock comes around around they got that weird like eerie music playing in the background for her like it's it's fucking great man and then also after after she sh then you get gwen stacy coming in helping out helping them out like get out of the the situation and shit and then the the fight the fight breaks out of aunt may's house and then you get tombstone scorpion kingpin or not kingpin um, um who, who else shows up to that shit um what colossus or whatever no i don't think like it's the it's metal dude is what i'm saying that's that's tombstone, tombstone. I'm, i think there's one other person i can't i've seen it's like comes in but uh also also when you find out that uncle aaron is is the prowler that shit was pretty fucking insane yes dude i'm telling you there's a lot there's a lot of great twists just, and turns. Oh, just twists and turning all over the place, but it's fucking amazing, and it all comes together at the end, and it sets up perfectly for the second one, which I'm the I can't I, I is, about, uh, about next year, 2021. One. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I'll be fucking marking my calendar, counting yeah. the days. Uh, you know what? I hope it's good. It's really hard to do a sequel. Um, at the end of the day, dude, this film is so. I mean, the comedy is great. It has a really, really great understanding of who Peter Parker and Spider-Man is supposed to be. Um, and and you never get like, like a, a Spider-Man like coaching kind of thing. But that's what yeah, this whole movie you, is. You is get that like Miles, yeah, Miles is getting coached up to be Spider-Man, and you, that's a good point. You've never gotten that. From that's like, a good point because usually he's always learning it on his own. But this is a version where yeah. he has other Spider-Man to help him. That's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, 
on Letterboxd, the high, the 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 most common rating for this film is a ten out of ten. Um, eight out of ten is the second most common, and nine out of ten is the third most common. So the distribution is just absurd. Everyone loves this movie. Um, if you yeah. haven't seen it, go watch it. Even if you say you don't like yep. animated films or don't like superhero films, it's, just give it a try. It, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's just a funny, well-made. It's movie. fucking free. Uh, it, yeah, it's just the house is free, dude. I don't really know what else to tell you about. The house it. is fucking free, dude. Um, yeah, uh, and um, you know, there, there's a great interview with uh, I think it's David Letterman or uh, it's someone I don't remember who it was, but someone was interviewing uh, Stan Lee, and they were talking about mm-hmm. you know how relatable mm-hmm. Spider-Man is, and Stan Lee brought up this point that it wasn't how they originally intended it to be. But Spider-Man was one of the first superheroes that was completely masked. You couldn't see their face at all. Mm -hmm. And what happened because of that is because he was a young teenager and because he was masked, he became ultra relatable because you could picture Mm -hmm. anyone being inside the suit. And so Spider-Man became this this uh, symbol for relatability and overcoming... um, overcoming like you could do that yeah just overcoming problems in general overcoming uh, a, a rough home life or overcoming a rough school life or overcoming whatever it was personally which, while also taking on the responsibility of a superhero well, well like maybe that's a good like you know like well that's a good thing that in this i think it's the second toby Maguire one when he's crowd surfed on the train and he's yeah. just a kid it's like that's yeah. the whole that's the whole point of spider-man it's like without the mask it's just supposed to be like some random like pedestrian like walking walking the street you know like that's that's the yeah but like that's like if spider-man doesn't have quite as much of an impact if he's some 35 year old guy i mean he does and he doesn't you know what i mean like it's cool because he has a history he has these villains we know his story but it's like you know people like him being young and relatable and overcoming problems that's spider-man you know what i mean like that's his his whole story is overcoming adolescence at the same time as he's trying to become a superhero that's his whole shtick you know um Mm -hmm. and so yeah they they really they really nailed it in this film because it's like not only is it a young black Miles Morales Spider-Man, but you have Spider-Man from all other universes. The whole point is that anyone could be Spider-Man. There's a female Spider-Man. Yep. There's an anime Spider-Man. Even there's a noir Spider-Man. There's a, there's a there's the an pig Spider-Man. Di- there's a pig Spider-Man. There's an overweight divorced <laughs> Spider-Man. Like. You know, anyone can be that character. And so um, the idea of a multiverse really ties all of that together in a really smart way. Um, On top of all of that, um, one really fun theory is, okay, so um, upcoming soon, there's a Doctor Strange film. Doctor Strange 2, the multiverse of madness, comes out 2021 next year. Um, Between between the time travel stuff in Endgame and the multiverse stuff that they're clearly about to do, yeah. Marvel is about to crack open the yeah. the the Pandora's box of basically 
what happens in the comic books, which is yeah. anything is possible. I mean, at, at this point, Iron Man could come back. I mean, Iron Man could step out of that time machine or he could come from a different universe. At this point, when you're dealing with time travel and multiverse, anything is possible. And so yep. with- alternate realities, all that shit. So with the popularity of all of these Spider-Man properties, people are starting to wonder if what if we got some sort of Spider-Verse film, but that included all of the live action characters? What if we got Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and maybe even a couple animated characters all in the same movie? That would be crazy. Be fucking over it could be possible. I mean, Sony yep. Sony would have to really spearhead it because I don't know how much they – I mean, I, I mean that Sony owns all of it, so really they could make it on their own. But I don't even know if they would involve Disney. It makes me nervous that they wouldn't because they don't have a great <laughs> batting record. But it could be interesting to see Tommy Guire put that suit on again. I mean, I know he's older these days, but I mean we could have a, yep. we could have a live-action Spider-Verse film and it would – it would do. Yep. It would kill, man. If you brought if you brought all those people back, I mean, yep. I'd be, be surprised a, if they dude, were talking to him. I don't. I wouldn't even give a shit about how how good the quality of movies. If we just got that, bro, I would be fucked. We got all the Spider Mans and like a couple of like the people from Into the Spider Verse like all in one movie. Like that would just that would just fucking ripped. It would rip. And you know what? Even if they don't do that, I predict. That in the second Spider Into the Spider Verse movie, I predict there's gonna be a cameo from at least one of the live action Spider Men. Yeah. A cameo of some sort where where they somehow peek into an alternate reality that's real, a live action, and it's either Tom Holland or it's Andrew Garfield or it's Tobey Maguire or it's all three. I dude, one or all of them is going to make a cameo in Into the Spider Verse two. There's no reason they do, especially now that Sony has those rights to Tom Holland, dude. Dude, the film could be done and they could just film a Tom Holland scene and shove it in there. I mean, yeah, I definitely think they would be. I think it would be cool. I don't see why they wouldn't do it. I mean. I don't know. That's my two cents. What, what would they have to lose? Like, it's not like the the fans are gonna be like, oh, that's oh, what I'm saying. Fucking, dude, even, even dude, if it's a quick shot, fuck, dude. I mean, dude like, uh, like, oh, okay, so they're they're traveling through all the different universes, and, and oh, they're trying to find the right universe, and oh, this is the wrong universe. Oh, this is the wrong universe. Oh, this one's a live action. Yeah, Holland. This is the wrong universe, and they move on from it. I mean, it could just be a quick little yeah. whatever. I mean, like in Deadpool yeah. two, when you see all the X Men in that one room, and it's like it's a quick shot. They're not staying on it, but it's like. It's something for the fans, and I. Can it's a, it's that. a little, yeah, a little, little tease for the fans. It's all we need. Um, Just the tea. So yeah, I mean, dude, I love that movie. Like I said, there's so many details. If you love the film, go check, go check out, like, go look up movie details for Spider Verse Two. I mean, yeah, go, go do it. I've, it, I've seen that movie you, five you, times, I think. Um, I love it. I mean, I always love it. It gets better every time. It's really great. There's never a time I put it on and I'm like, oh, I'm getting bored of this. I mean, it's just it's yeah. an entertaining film. Um, as for the future of Spider-Man, we've got Venom 2. Well, okay, Morbius is coming out this year in July, starring yep. Jared Leto. Morbius is a is like it's he's kind of a vampire. He's like a bat and a human mixed together. Um, Jared Leto has gone from like I used to think he was a great actor, and then after Joker, I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't really know if he's gonna pull this <laughs> off. 
uh, you know, I feel like Venom was so trash, and Jared Leto has a bad track record at this point that I kind of, think, yeah. I kind of think Morbius is going to be garbage, and I think Tom Holland is going to be in it, and that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong, but I really don't think more. Dude, I watched the trailer; it looked pretty generic and black. I mean, I don't. It looked very gray and generic. It looked yeah. like Venom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just yeah, like, kind of. So. I hope I'm wrong. I'm ho- I hope it's good, but I don't have much hope. Um, so Morbius is coming out this year, and there's rumors that Venom 2 is coming out at the end of this year as well. Damn. Uh, it's not confirmed. The The rumored release date is October, but they might push that back if they're trying to shove Tom Holland in it. No. Nope. Um, and and that I think that's it. I think, that, I think we've covered the entire Spider-Man saga. I mean, true. Talk, talk <laughs> we unpacked it all, baby. Yeah, Man, dude, the series. I, Tom Holland. I mean, okay, who's your favorite of all of them? I mean, I guess you can count Spider Verse if you want, but I mean, who's? who's oh man, dude. I, I like I like I've been saying. Tobey Maguire's the best Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield's the best Spider Man, and then Tom Holland is the perfect balance. Well, let me say this: Is Andrew Garfield a better Spider Man than Tom Holland? In the suit, uh, I don't, hmm, I don't know, oh, man. That's a tough call because <laughs> Andrew in the second, in the second one, he makes up for the first one being in the suit. He does a lot of cool shit. I don't know, man. And it's it's tough for me to say, honestly. It's tough to say because it's not a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I think Tom Holland is better in. I think he's better in almost every every aspect. Personally, I think he. I think he does it all perfectly. Um, I I would I would agree. That's why I say it's the perfect balance between the two, yeah. between Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire. And I, it really irks me when people say they don't like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think they don't give him a shot. I understand not They're loving full of- MCU, but dude, I mean, here's the, okay. Here's the thing: if you want to watch a Spider-Man movie that takes itself super seriously, super dramatically, I guess the Tom the Tobey Maguire films might be better for you. I don't know because yeah, yeah the, the Tom Holland stuff is pretty serious, but like far from home and homecoming are really lighthearted comedy films. And yes. if you're looking for something a little bit more down to earth, I guess you could watch the Tobey Maguire films because it deals with a little bit more of like an adult dramatic yeah. issue. But I also think they drag a little bit more. I mean, they're, they're, they're aged films, you know, that the fight scenes hold up pretty well and the writing is actually pretty decent, but at the end of the day, it's still early two thousands drama. It's going to drag. Um, I don't know. I, there's something about the pacing of the new films that I just, I can get behind. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, that's it. I have one more question for you before we leave. Uh, what is your favorite Spider-Man film? I think I already know your answer. Oh, it, it, dude, Into the Spider-Verse, man. Not even a fucking question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> number one. I, you know what? Number one. I think Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best one, but I'm also. Yeah. I'm, but I don't know, man. I think Homecoming might, might Homecoming's a good Homecoming's up there for Homecoming's sure. Homecoming's good competition. Homecoming might be my favorite. I think that in general, I, I think I give Homecoming the edge just because it 
I don't know, man. It's it's really hard for me. I it's, think I think both are hard. really, really hard to do. Yeah, they're both different, and they're both different in their own way, and they're both great for it. So, yeah, for sure. All right, well, um, that wraps it up. Thanks for joining me. Um, hopefully, you can you can pop Thanks back for having for me. another episode. Yeah, dude, it was a blast. Pop, I popped the poppity pop, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, this episode really popped, bro. Yeah, it popped. All right, man. Thanks for having me. See you later. Bye. All right. Well, that just about wraps up movies with G Rose. A long episode today. I will see if I upload it all in one episode. I think I'm going to, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big video. Thank you for sticking around. If you've watched this far, on a real note, it's been amazing to do this podcast. I can't believe we're on the third episode already. It's a blast. I mean, I I, I don't know. I know not a lot of people are watching week to week, and I know a lot of people won't even get through this whole video. But it was it was really great for me personally because I love Spider-Man. I think he'd be the most fun character to swing around as. And I've always kind of had a personal connection with him. So to be able to do this podcast with Scott today was was really great. Again, thank you for watching. Go ahead and follow me on Letterboxd. I'm going to put my profile in the description below. I'm also going to put the link to Scotty's profile in the description below so you can see what he rates movies he rates them a lot different than differently than me he um he's i don't want to say he's easier to impress because you know he's not a simpleton but at the same time he's a little bit easier to impress and that's not me criticizing him but i'm just saying he has a different taste and so you might agree with his taste more than mine he's not quite as critical and that means he's not quite as cynical so we can all appreciate that Thank you for joining me and tune in next week. I'm not quite sure what next week's going to be. It's either going to be a video where I review the sequel trilogy of Star Wars because I recently saw the newest one. Or I'm going to try to get a different guest on and maybe it'll be like a 2019 wrap up or maybe it'll be focusing around a specific director. It really depends on which guest I can nail down. Um, again, thank you for watching. Uh, this has been Movies with G. Rose. See you later. All right, well, that just about wraps up Movies with G-Rose. A long episode today. I will see if I upload it all in one episode. I think I'm going to, but it's going to be a big video. Thank you for sticking around if you've watched this far. On a real note, it's been amazing to do this podcast. I can't believe we're on the third episode already. It's a blast. I mean, I... I I don't know. I know not a lot of people are watching week to week, and I know a lot of people won't even get through this whole video, but it was it was really great for me personally because I love Spider-Man. I think he'd be the most fun character to swing around as, and I've always kind of had a personal connection with him, so to be able to do this podcast with Scott today was, was really great. Again, thank you for watching. Go ahead and follow me on Letterboxd. I'm going to put my profile in the description below. I'm also going to put the link to Scotty's profile in the description below so you can see what he rates movies. He rates them a lot different than differently than me. He, um, he's, I don't want to say he's easier to impress because, you know, he's not a simpleton. But at the same time... He's a little bit easier to impress. And that's not me criticizing him, but I'm just saying 
he has a different taste and so you might agree with his taste more than mine he's not quite as critical and that means he's not quite as cynical so we can all appreciate that Thank you for joining me and tune in next week. I'm not quite sure what next week's going to be. It's either going to be a video where I review the sequel trilogy of Star Wars because I recently saw the newest one. Or I'm going to try to get a different guest on. and Maybe it'll be like a 2019 wrap up or maybe it'll be focusing around a specific director. It really depends on which guest I can nail down. Um, again, thank you for watching. Uh, this has been Movies with G-Rose. See you later. Bye.